0: My coworkers were willing to let me if it was like a really cold day. You know, they would let me crash with them. But the good thing is, you know, like ten years ago, it wasn't this cold out, right? <laughs> you know, it was still it was still mild, like minus fifteen. You know what I mean? Like it really got under minus twenty back then. Wow. So you know, like yeah. So I had I had a sleeping bag and I slept with my ski pants and parka on and. I learned
1: about Trisha Friesen from the staff at the Steinbach Community Outreach. We'd been talking about their recent event, the Amazing Car Race, where they had people from the community sleeping in their cars overnight just to understand a little bit more about the homeless experience. And then I heard about Trisha. She actually lived in her car for a while.
0: When I was uh, in my early, like, not quite 20s yet, I... uh I ended up having to leave a bad situation, and so I ended up just living in my vehicle i had a I had a Ford at the time, and i just pushed the i pushed the front or the back seats down, and I just slept kind of in the trunk area but for have... over a, a little over a year a year okay and yeah. where and where was this? Where were you living at the time I was in winnipeg i had a i had a job in Winnipeg um and I had some really Nice coworkers that let me shower there um, and because I was working at um, a convenience store, I got to eat all the write offs <laughs> so I always had i always had food right, and uh, yeah, like I could use their bathroom any time, and I slept in their parking lot um because i I had gotten permission to do that so so yeah and then and then after that i was I was with a truck driver. And so, what we would do is, I worked nights, he worked days. So, I would meet him at the truck stop and I would sleep there during the day in his truck while he worked. And then at night, I would go to work. And so, we were allowed to use the truck stop for showering and stuff. So, we did that for about six months till we found an apartment.
1: Well, so not an ideal situation, but you actually really made the best of it. Like, I don't, like, I don't want to minimize the fact you were living in your car, but you did have some of those other amenities because you went out and worked for it, like, and
0: found all those things. Exactly, yeah. Not not everybody is as lucky to have connections um, as, as I was. Like I said, a, a big part of it was because I was already working, and so I worked it out with my employer. Um, so that really helped me because not everybody has that option to just go on private property, right? So... Uh, so I was very blessed in that sense, but it 's still like wintertime it still got really cold and you know so um, but like I said I did have friends and stuff so sometimes they on really really cold nights they would just let me crash at their place or or whatever so um, yeah so it really uh, that 's part of the reason why I try to help people mm-hmm. as much as I can um, like a lot of people in the community know me and i 'm always trying to to help people out or uh, like if they need stuff picked up for them or whatever I'm always um, I always try to do that because I know what it's like yeah um, to to not have essentials and not have the necessities and like I'm a single parent right now on uh, disability and I have two special needs kids and you know so it I know what it's like and so if I can help other people I do right I right so
1: what did you do to pass? I've just had, like, all these questions now based in ignorance. <laughs> what, did okay. you, what did you do to pass the time, and how did you
0: stay warm?
1: Like, when it was super cold outside, like, I guess you were starting the car,
0: right? If I had to, sometimes I would just go into my workplace. Or I would go to, like, there was a couple local restaurants nearby, and so I would just oftentimes, um, because I worked nights, it wasn't as bad. So okay. I, usually, I usually slept during the day. Right, okay. Um, and then it's not quite as cold during the day. So I was lucky in that aspect. Um, and then, like I said, I had um, some of my coworkers were willing to let me, if it was like a really cold day, you know, they would let me crash with them. But the good thing is, you know, like 10 years ago, it wasn't this cold out. <laughs> right. You know, it was, still, it was still mild, like minus 15, you know what I mean? Like it really got under minus 20 back then. Wow. So you know, like yes, yeah, so I had I had a sleeping bag and I slept with my ski pants and parka on. And wow,
1: wow, well, I'm. Uh, so, th- what would you say is the was the hardest part of living in your car?
0: If you could pick um, one, the hardest part I think would be like when people would be like, "Oh, you know, like where do you live? Let's go for coffee or something," and you can't tell them. Mm-hmm. Like I could, but I didn't feel comfortable telling them. Oh, I live in my car. You know, like yeah. Um, so that's the hardest thing is when people want to come over, or they want to visit with you, or they wonder why you always have to go to their house. Hmm. You know, just trying to incorporate that into a conversation is very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah. How, how did people respond to you when you did share it?
0: Um, some of them were just kind of like, well, you know, like, what did you do type thing, right? And they kind of put it on me like it was a choice I made, which it yeah. sort of was, because I needed to get out of the situation I was in.
1: Right, which wasn't a healthy, safe place to be. Right,
0: it, it just wasn't safe anymore. Like right. physically, it wasn't safe for me to be there. So I made that choice, but at the same time, um, because I wasn't making enough money to actually have a place to rent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I was working, but it's not enough. Like I was only working, like back then, minimum wage was only like seven dollars an hour. Like it right. wasn't. It wasn't much. Right. And, uh, and I wanted to make sure that I was close enough to work. And I worked in, in like one of the upscale areas mm-hmm. of the city. And so everything there was super expensive. Yeah. Okay. So, um, like I said, I had a few coworkers who knew what was going on, um, because they had seen me in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. So, um, so then, yeah, a couple of them, but yeah, so I just, I tried mostly to stay to myself. Um, I did a lot of reading, stuff like that, just to pass the time on my own type thing, because I didn't really want any friends. I didn't really want to have to explain over and over again why I chose that.
1: It sounds like that would be a lonely place to be, Tricia.
0: Oh, it it was extremely. That's why I would never, like, wish that on anybody, and that's why if I can help people not be in that situation, I try to. Like, I work with... um, I actually work with Irene Craker, and I help people find housing and, and support. That's part of my job.
1: Right, because you completely understand it.
0: Yeah, and I'm good with computers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm extremely good with computers, so that I do good. a lot of that.
1: What do, you, what do you feel like people misunderstand about um, being homeless?
0: Um, well, I think one of the biggest things is it's not always a choice. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, it's more circumstances than choices. Like, even if you do spend your money on things you shouldn't necessarily be spending it on, like, you know, drugs or alcohol, it doesn't mean that that you need to be on the, on the streets. And a big part of it is second chances. A lot of people are like, oh, you're homeless. I'm not even going to take, they won't even give you a chance. Like, people hear you're homeless, and they think, you know, dirty, mm. you know, um, addicted, all that stuff usually comes to mind when mm-hmm. people hear homeless, but that's not always the case. There's some people who, it, it they just, it's right now it's their circumstances. Right. It's, it's not a choice they made. They didn't choose to, to be like that. Right. You know, and so, and so I think a little just understanding and education even that not, not every homeless person is the same. Mm-hmm. Every person is an individual, and that's how they need to be treated—not as a group.
1: Mm-hmm. So, how did you escape homelessness and living in your car?
0: Um, well, like I said, I was—I was with a—I was with a truck driver. Uh, he was—he was local. But he worked in—in in Winnipeg. He didn't do long distance. Okay. And after six months of us doing this, I drive to his work in the morning, and then he goes to work I sleep on the bunk and then we go back to the the truck stop because we were basically living at a truck stop right because he didn't have a place to live either at the time he was living out of his truck and so then we ended up just getting a place together
1: okay so it was like combined income able to find something and and make that start from
0: there yeah yeah, so um, wow. that's kind of how that went went about. And then once I got my feet on the ground, then I was able to, to go from there and, like, just... Um, like, even, like, just friends. Like, just like, okay, you know, can I rent your room or whatever? So then I started figuring out better ways to do it because, plus, my car was also taken away. So I also did not have a car to live in for a while. Okay, okay. So I had to rely on... Friends and coworkers to, and I just paid them rent to stay there.
1: That yeah. makes sense. That makes if that sense. makes sense. So now you've taken your experience of living in the car and and being homeless, and now you're helping out with Steinbach Community Outreach. What what do you appreciate about Steinbach Community Outreach?
0: Um, the the main thing I think is that they are very um inclusive. Okay like they don't they don't discriminate against you like if you if you for instance if you are homeless they they're not like okay we're not going to help you because you're not trying you know what i mean mm-hmm. they still try even if they think it's going to be hard they'll still put in that effort like even if you've burned every bridge right they'll still t- try to find a way across if that makes sense because yeah. there are some homeless people who they've they've lived in so many different buildings and then they haven't paid the rent or whatever the reason is that they're still homeless again, right? Right. And then it's like, well, how do you repair those bridges? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So we, they, we educate them and we give them other options, stuff like that, which is really cool. I
1: like that you're able to participate in helping change other people's lives and using your story, which, I, you know, clearly wasn't the best of things at times, but you've taken that and are now helping others.
0: Yeah, like, I know it wasn't, like, I know there's lots of people out there who have it worse than I had it, and I understand that, you know, and I don't ever, that's why I don't ever say, you know, oh, well, you know, that's easy for you or whatever, right? Like, I never, I never judge people, because, like I said, every situation is different. Some people are going to take it harder. Mm -hmm. You know, some people, okay, but they don't have a vehicle to sleep in. I was lucky. I was one of the luckier ones. Isn't
1: that funny to say, you say you're lucky, but at the time... <laughs> did you feel lucky?
0: Honestly, I did because at okay. least I had a vehicle to sleep in. I wasn't sleeping on the concrete. I wasn't sleeping, you know, on on downtown, right? Where right. it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a, what I considered at the time a safe place. Hmm. Well, like it I said, it wasn't like it did. wasn't ideal, but in my mind, I was still very blessed because I had something. Yeah, yeah. That's and- kind of always been my mentality. Is that. You know, it may not be the best situation, but it could be worse. That's kind of my mentality and just in general, it yeah. could be worse. Yeah. Well You know, like...
1: I appreciate hearing your story and hearing that you're able to take those tough moments in your life and now help and use your experience to help others. And so I appreciate your time, Tricia. This was really very insightful and